0: Hello everyone, so apparently the reality we got this from had a version of me that didn't do a good job on running the sound deck. Additionally it sounds like Morgan is speaking into the back of the microphone. He is. We can fix it though. But we already have the recording. We've already done it. Travelling. Dammit. You're me. Yep. Catch. A microphone? Right, so two things. Firstly, we couldn't fix Morgan's mic issue before the about 10 minute mark. It's a time travel issue. Uh, And secondly, regarding some of the mic blouts, we apparently didn't have time to fix those, which is ironic regarding the interdimensional time travel we've been doing. This is gonna hurt my head. Hello, and welcome once again to the M4 Project. As always, I'm Matthew Jelenik. I'm Michael Sullivan. I'm
1: Morgan
0: Davidson. This week's film is Wrongfully Accused, a 1998 Leslie Nielsen film. Ryan Harrison is framed for murder and must prove himself innocent by finding a mysterious one-eyed, one-armed, one-legged man after escaping from a bus accident on the way to jail. If it sounds familiar, it's meant to. But first, the icebreaker. Uh, And and also, it sounds like uh, this version of me was massively unprepared and just decided to attack Mike, politician-style. You'll understand. Actually, now I think about think of a certain time traveling someone stole my notes.
1: So, I stupidly said the other day that I was thinking about expanding my horizons in regards to cutlery, and you two guys had some very strong and differing opinions. Absolutely. <laughs> so much so that we are having the very first M4 Project Great Debate. Psst, hey, uh, quick
0: warning. Uh, this debate goes for like eight minutes, yeah. Enjoy mm. Matty is on the side of the mighty spade, The correct utensil And
1: Mikey is on the side of the underrated and fearless spork
0: The lesser utensil
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who would like to begin? I, I will go first
2: Go for it Matt can be on an unrebuttable rebuttal um, <clears throat> That's what they call me in the gay bars <laughs> Okay Morgan so I'm here to tell you why adding sporks to your cutley drawer is clearly the superior choice. Now, if you've been living under a rock and you've never heard of a spork before, well, I don't believe you because everyone has heard of a spork. True. Right? The true. spork is a tried and true silverware powerhouse that has stood the test of time. All right? Whereas the splade, who's heard of that? I, n- no one. In fact, I bet everyone listening to this right now is Googling what a splade is. That's S-P-L-A-Y-D. Yeah, right, the splayed Okay, so not only is the splade a completely pointless addition to your kitchen It's also a sexist addition oh. Yeah, right The inventor of the splade got the idea uh, when watching women struggle to eat barbecue <laughs> I kid you not So he felt the need to create an entirely new utensil Simply because he believed with contempt in his heart That women struggle to complete even the simplest of tasks wow. Like eating Right? Yeah now, I'm not gonna go full political correctness for this debate. Splades themselves are just a silly idea. The spork-like design had been used by people around the world since the 1870s, and was patented and then mass-produced 20 to 30 years later.
1: Nice. The
2: splade, however, was invented in 1943. Mm-hmm. So, why would it take 70 years for someone to think of something as simple as adding a knife to the edge of a spork? So, the answer is, people did think of it, but they abandoned the idea out of hand because of how stupid it is. Okay? Keep in mind that the goal of these utensils is to shovel food into your mouth. So why on earth would you add a cutting edge to it?
1: Mm, Fair point.
2: When was the last time you were ever eating something with a spoon or a fork and thought, "Geez, I really wish uh, wish the corner of my mouth was being cut (laughs) by a knife right now? The spork, however, is round and smooth. Perfect for not making yourself look like a lopsided joker from the Dark Knight (laughs) movies. In closing, the spork is a genius design combining two of your favourite food scooping implements into one convenient, easy-to-use package without overstepping its bounds. If you're about to tackle a meal and you're not quite sure what exactly you need, grab a knife and a goddamn spork. Okay, yes. well
0: played. Well played. absolutely. Yes. Some, some excellent points there. I, I want to put out uh, three main things that you said. I'm going to steal your own piece of paper here. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> First of all, you were saying the fact that uh, people haven't heard of it is a reason not to use it. Lots of people haven't heard of fMRIs versus MRIs. doesn't mean it's a lesser utensil. In fact, it's actually a more important utensil because it's more direct and serves a more direct purpose. Lack of knowledge isn't a reason to discount something. Uh, Additionally, you were saying that the uh, inventor found it and uh, came to the decision to make the product for sexist reasons inventions arise Mike, (laughs) out of a necessity necessity is the mother of invention he saw a person not necessarily a woman but a person struggling with specifically women it was
2: specifically women
0: what do you do doesn't matter they're still a type of person if i saw a person struggling to walk upstairs because their wheelchair didn't work i wouldn't say well i've got to make something and it's a lesser thing for that no it's something to help the person that can not currently achieve it without the need of my invention of a ramp meeting a necessity doesn't make it doesn't necess- doesn't mean it's a negative uh, additionally you were saying that it was founded more recently whoop de do the wheel was made after fire does that make it a lesser invention <laughs> you, did, you
2: did miss my point my point of that was not that it was invented later it was that it took them 70 years to come up with something so simple lots of things are I don't relatively know, but simple my point is because the- Yes, yeah. I get your point. Lots of things are no, relatively there. You don't get to speak. This is my rebuttal. Don't, don't back down. No. no.
0: Best, Th- w- just because something seems obvious now doesn't make it lesser, like your lack of an argument. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> continuing on from the fact, you are saying that it was bladed to the point that it would cut your lips. That's not the fact. The way that a splade works, it is at a reinforced edge, not a cutting edge, a reinforced edge, stronger than that of a spoon, enabling someone to apply pressure which a pressure on a sharp edge would achieve cutting, but it's not sharp. It would not cut your face and would not make you into a joker. Let's look at the facts, folks. Let's take away these lies that this peddler of, I'm guessing the big spork. I guess, I guess you've got dollars in your back pocket, friend, because the reality is this spray, this utensil, which unfortunately, as you did bring forward to this argument, is lesser known but a far superior item. It has not only the bowl capable of lifting life-giving broth to the lips, (laughs) not only fricking spines enough to lift life-giving lamb to the chops. In addition to that, it has a cutting edge to cut through cheesecakes and perhaps even barbecue, enabling someone to keep hold of their plate because you can't bring a spork And a knife to a barbecue because no one's got a fucking table to use both at the same time. Your lap's going to fly everywhere. One-handed, chop into the gob. My friend, use the proper utensil. Use a splade, ladies and gentlemen. Australian invented. Australian made. Let me say this. The splade is a fucking Aussie icon. And if you don't use one, you're a cunt. (laughs) Um, That was completely unprepared. I don't remember what I said.
1: I I disagree with one thing that I'm and I'm going to have to give it to Mike and the reason I the reason I disagree with this is that I prefer I just think trying to use one implement to cut things on a plate you'd still need something to hold
0: it so you're going to Your ha- have a knife. Your hand Your hand makes a you plate know, taco. I'm, I'm, I'm your hand to, makes a plate taco. I do
2: like holding my steak as I cut it. That's
1: what you hold the plate as you cut it. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're gonna be like everywhere. No, I think you're gonna need the implement anyway, which is more than likely gonna be a knife or so your a teeth. Spork would definitely help Boo, boosa. I, I'm gonna go with Mike. I'm sorry, and I'm Woo. just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna side with Mike, but I'm just gonna buy a spife. Spife. Yeah, which is a spoon knife. <laughs>
0: I've seen I've seen the ones with yeah, spoon one end, knife one the, the other. other. <laughs> and now to start the podcast proper. Eight minutes and twenty seconds in
1: Wrongfully accused, it was my choice. Um, uh, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. It's not overly well known, I I find surprising surprisingly Surprisingly not. Yeah, I've mentioned to people here never seen it. Um But in my mind, it's a classic. Uh, Mm -hmm. Leslie Nielsen's Wrongfully Accused. Uh, It's a 1998 German-American satirical comedy film. It spoofs and is a parody of the 1993 film The Fugitive mainly. It does give nods to other films of the time, Mission Impossible and The Usual Suspects, also a bit of a nod to Mm -hmm. Titanic at Mm -hmm. the end. The film did not make anywhere near its box office back. It was panned at the time of the release, which we'll go into a little bit later. Um, Some called for Leslie Nielsen to retire. How dare they? How this is dare a they fantastic indeed. performance. To me, it's a case of you either like spoof parodies or you don't. They are supposed to be stupid. They are supposed to be full of puns. Yeah. If you're amazed they're stupid and full of puns and wasn't what you were expecting, you're an idiot. Or a anyway, film critic, apparently. Or a film critic, because they don't have sense of humour or soul. So mm. Fact. <laughs> World famous violinist Ryan Harrison. It's Leslie Nielsen, uh, who had guest starred in two early episodes of the Fugitive Television series in the 1960s. Just... Fy, uh, He is giving a concert And what a concert it is It isn't called Lord <laughs> of the Violin For nothing He can play all sorts of music In all styles It's basically set up Like he's a lord of the Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance But mm-hmm. he plays a violin Afterwards he goes to a party Where he meets Goodhue. He's a millionaire Who sponsors Harrison's Performances as well, he meets as well um, Goodhue's seductive wife, Lauren, and his possible mistress, Cass Lake. The next evening, he finds a note from Lauren in his car, which summons him to the Goodhue residence. Uh, when he goes to the Goodhue mansion, he bumps into Sean. Help me with this one, uh, Lagrée.
0: I think it was Laffrey. Yeah. Laffrey. Something. Like Sean Laffrey. Oh, weird. That is us. Wait, why are we moving? Time dilution. Swap the microphone you have for the one Morgan is using. <laughs> All done. I'll just adjust the levels. No time for that. But with time travel... Laffrey,
1: who had just killed Goodhue uh, with an unknown accomplice. Uh, A violin... A violin... A violent fight breaks out, um, (laughs) during which Harrison discovers that Sean is missing an eye, an arm, and a leg, and he overhears the preparations for an operation codenamed Highlander, before he is knocked out a la uh, hand Solo from... um, Empire Strikes Back in mm-hmm. and a carbonite sort of freezing. Literally a table is thrown on top of him <laughs> and he does the Han Solo carbonite dance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when he wakes up, he finds himself arrested and convicted for the murder of Coogee. He's desperate to prove his innocence. Harrison escapes from his prison transport following an accident involving a banana. Lieutenant Fergus Falls arrives on the scene, takes charge, barks at oars, and vows to do whatever it takes to capture the fugitive. And then the movie really gets going.
0: Oh, yeah. Hmm. That, that sounds... Like a pretty good back of the tin. I don't think Anything we need to... add to? No, don't really oh, need to... Know, spackle. To spackle. You know, spackle uh, like? the, the only spackle that I would, uh, in terms of like back of the tin stuff, is this is a huge Leslie Nielsen vehicle. Yeah. It's yeah. it's his sort of movie. King of Deadpan. Dead, deadpan and just utter ridiculousness and puns and language is a thing to be toyed with. Not only in terms of what's said, but what is happening on screen and how people interact with one another. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh,
1: Characters, actors, and the Yes, Yes. Yeah, there's
0: only really one. There's
1: a couple of other smatterings of characters, but they're literally only to um, interact with Leslie Nielsen, really, aren't they? Absolutely. Um, so we'll start with Leslie Nielsen as Ryan Harrison. You either love him or you hate him. Um, I don't think there's anyone who hates him. I think no. it's possible to. Uh, you, you either like his type of movie... Or mm. it's not
0: for you. It's too silly. Yeah. People will say or you're it's immature You're heartless, and, and you have yeah. no funny gland. Yes, and no soul.
1: Mm. Um, and it depends if you like spoof humor and parodies. To me, it's the film equivalent. He's the film equivalent of Weird Al Yankovic. Really?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say Weird Al is the Weird Al equivalent of he's the music equivalent because he's in UHF, a fantastic film. Has anyone seen mm. UHF? No. I might have to choose it. Oh,
1: okay. There you go. Oh, i love a good spoof film and this is a, you know something very smart about the way they take the piss out of things mm. like a- you watch it and you go, oh, that's such an obvious thing, but yeah. who, like, I wouldn't have thought to have poked yeah. fun at it. Like, mm-hmm. it takes, this is something Weird Al does as well, he, you know, he, he, he finds really obvious puns to do with it, and you're like, man, the guy's a fucking genius, yeah. because I could sit there and not have thought of that.
0: Yeah, I I'm, mean, it's incredibly obvious, and it took someone very particular to get there, such as the invention of this blade. <coughs> oh, come on now. Now he's just taking cheap shots. <laughs>
1: uh, continuing. Nelson does it well. He is a master yeah. of this sort of craft. True. The lord of the violin. <laughs> Like <laughs> just the start tears, with tears dripping and on strings and playing music. He's playing rock, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the poster is is basically uh, reminiscent of um, Michael
0: Flatley's poster for Lord of the Dance. So yeah. he's shirtless, Leslie yeah, shirtless doing, doing with yoga with a, warrior two with a violin, I think it is, but with it. a viol- violin in one hand, a bow in the other, and a ridiculously ripped body with Nielsen's head on it. <laughs> What else did we think of this? What did we think of his performance other than brilliant? Immaculate as always. he he his comedic timing in terms of delivery of lines and reaction. there's there's people who have been in comedy films who are great at delivering a line, but their reactions to comedy world just doesn't seem to match. They're trying to. They're busy trying to act. Whereas he is a cartoon character living in the real world with three yeah. D beings. Like his reactions of going cross-eyed after getting kicked in the nuts or whatnot. It just works so well. It feels like that's how he would react in yeah. the actual world if he got hit. Because in the world. it's 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 completely consistent <laughs> with the way that he plays the character. Like yeah. other people, if they if you'd had Alec Baldwin in a comedy, Ronnie crossed his eyes with me because he's like, oh, you're going over the top. Whereas Leslie Nielsen, because he's ridiculous the entire time, those moments still work. It's not overplayed. It's just Leslie Nielsen. As it says in the opening cr- credits, <coughs> Leslie Nielsen is Leslie Nielsen, Nielsen. in.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's, it's it's one of those things as well. It's I imagine other actors in this film had to take a couple of goes at their scenes, mainly because they probably would have been laughing at Leslie Nielsen. But I imagine Mm. Leslie Nielsen probably would have just aced all his scenes every single time. Because he is the...
2: A lot of the time the scene would have been ruined by
1: everyone else. Just laughing at him. Just yeah, Mm. He just doesn't seem like he'd be cracked by anything. He just just dim-witted it through, but charmingly so. Absolutely brilliant. A lot of his characters, when you look at them through all the movies that he's done, are very, very similar. But they're all different things. For Mm. example, you know, um, Frank... Dreven, yeah. Dreven in, in Naked naked Gun. Yeah. Like he's a police officer in that, but he's very, it's basically the exact same character he's playing in this. Mm. It's the exact same character he's playing in Dracula Dead and Loving, but it's mm. not. It's a different thing with a different persona and yeah. he's differently dressed, but he, he approaches it almost yeah. in the exact yeah. same way. He's probably a little bit I don't know, probably more intelligent than this one, as yeah. in he what he says is yeah. smarter than Naked Gun. Naked Gun is very dim-witted, and I, I loved him in um, whatever you want to call it, Aeroplane or Flight uh, That was just brilliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, I just think in this, he, he is he's so charming in his just. Stupidness, yeah. and and I love um, when he does the um, the the fault. He makes a false story, ella, um *Usual Suspects*. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> looking
0: at the, looking, looking he's the in board. a fishing <laughs> shop. Oh. So he's he's reading stuff off of a fishing shop. Was like, yeah, I'm from. Big buzzer lane and, and, and Rugala and, and I've
1: got a got a meeting. I can't do it today. I've got a meeting at um men's room. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then then the guy puts it all together. But like where you suspects is br- brilliantly done and and so smart. And these little touches. One of the best parts of that film is one of the main things is mm. on the underneath of his coffee cup. Uh, uh, Kobayashi Yeah. This things a this thing is just absolutely made up of buzz and frog um, and just yeah. <laughs> random shit that's in the shop. And makes no sense at all, but it's just so Leslie Nielsen, yeah. and you know exactly where it's where going. it's going, even to the coffee the coffee cup drop. Yeah. You're like, oh, that yeah. is just. It, but it's still satisfying because you're like, yep, here it comes. Yeah, it pays off, and you, and you you can almost see. Like some of the stuff is just genius in the mm. sense of at one point he's a gardener and he's got the the whipper snipper and he's like man he's just taking everything down. Yeah, he's not like, paying attention. He's just
0: running it because you know gardener he's pretending a, to be a, a run, gardener. gardener, he's sort of trying to sneak down this wall, so the fence is getting cut down and falling down. Letter behind box. him a letterbox, and, letter box on and the then lamp. he looks
1: at his shoes and he's cut the top of his shoes off, and it's just his toes sitting <laughs> now. I'm like that? Oh, that couldn't have been any more brilliant.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think, and
1: that's only one one of the only pieces of mm. continuity mm. in the entire film because uh, with most of these things something happens they egg on them and next scene the egg yeah, on the only, this is one of the only times that happens because he ends up in a sewer later on and he grips on with his toes to the yeah, sewer yeah. because he'd cut <gasps> the tops of his shoes off yeah, yeah I forgot all
2: everything of, else yeah.
1: disappears except yeah. for that yeah, and it was just, just like that was there yeah. so s- that could happen later
0: yeah people get set on fire and the next scene they're, they're back to being immaculate and everything but I think that's the difference between a parody and pastiche parody is you're laughing at something pastiche is you're laughing at with it which is so in Leslie Nielsen's performance especially in this film he's not sitting there going how stupid is this thing he's grabbing you by the hand going we all know this is ridiculous <laughs> come with me let's have a laugh at this thing that we love and that's why it Even works like- especially that uh, the Kobayashi equivalent scene you sitting there going we all know what's gonna happen we know what's happening it happened Ah, oh, that's great and it's very clever
1: um like very clever from the people who who who, who did the film as well mm. from the director and the writer it's like, like so many like like I said, this was panned by critics. Absolutely know, panned by critics. But the touches that were so slight. At one point, they pick up the plot or the you know the full written plot of Titanic, and it's wet. Yeah, you know, and it's just that is amazing it's also stuff in the back all the time
2: in the background as well the whole thing is that this like a guy from the un is coming here and this is an assassination plot to kill a guy in the un later on down the track when they're just outside at some point if you look in the background there's a big like a big thing attached to a pole along the road where you would drive down it says welcome un guy yeah there's a little little bits of here and there yeah
0: Everything with writing on it is usually a joke in this. Yes, definitely. It's like, like all those background posters, the name of businesses, little logos, it's great.
1: Yeah, again, it's it's all really a piss take. It's all silly humor, but this is all what makes Leslie Nielsen great mm-hmm. i personally think his character his character is not a character really it's a name mm-hmm. for leslie Nielsen to drive yeah. around he, yeah. his name happens to be ryan harrison and he happens to be lord of the violin and he happens to be wrongfully accused yeah. but it's I've been wrongfully accused, been wrongfully accused. As he says multiple times throughout the film um but it's really but a one-eyed, one-eyed one-eyed one-legged man. man it's really just leslie Nielsen, and he is brilliant you mm, know yes um who else is there there's richard krenner as uh, lieutenant fergus falls he is like a tommy lee jones impersonation from the future event from us marshals yep mm-hmm. have you seen us marshals by the way mm-hmm. not many people have seen us marshals mm, as well it's, it's not really Maybe. worthwhile watching it was just it was the uh, uh, spiritual sequel to the future yeah. as if it's got the same mm guy a yeah. couple of people in it actually who yeah. hunted um kimball in yeah. it. and actually that's just one thing as well uh multiple times Kim, dr kimball has mentioned this yeah, and that's uh,
0: dr kimball's mentioned the entire cast of the er yeah they're um, looking for doctors uh his name obviously ryan harrison ryan harrison isn't harrison isn't
1: ford yeah uh, no it's jack and, and that's from um one that's his uh jack ryan mm-hmm. from
0: um the patriot games yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah harrison ford but there's lots of little references to in names and, and script to a bunch of other films.
1: And apparently most of these names to do with like Fergus Fallon and, and all that kind of stuff and Cass Lake, are, are they're actual places apparently. Yeah, in Minnesota, yeah, yeah which is where it takes place. And
0: the director came from. That's where that's Um, why it sort of happened in Minnesota. But
1: the I thought that the Tommy Lee Jones impersonation was pretty spot on. It could have gone a
0: little bit harder, if anything. Um, Mm. but it was light enough for what the movie Uh, fitted in. I loved the way that this character was playing that super intellectual but still sort of backwoods. Semi cop Marshall, yeah. like I can see him like, I oh, no, these woods. Blah 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 blah. All right, he's got a stride. He's six foot one, which means he's gonna have a stride of four feet, unless he's wearing <laughs> uh, he's barefoot, maybe three foot nine. No, what it was, it was yeah. he's got X amount if he's wearing briefs, but if he's wearing <laughs> yeah, bosses, <it's> this, much. <laughs> yeah. so he's possibly covered this distance. <laughs> he's covered this distance. Like he's running off all these faces. At first, you're like, okay, he's a that's a bit too much detail but it continues in every like you'll turn up in so and so's apartment and be like alright this p- kitchen was post-colonial but blah, 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 <laughs> this and that and I want wood scrapes I want that I want this we'll find there's two things that frost my ass. a snow cone this high hand <laughs> up to his waist and this freaking fugitive leaves the room and everybody's friend, he's, everyone's looking like what yeah, no he's, he's two uh, the two lackeys flying around all the time he's like yep put on goggles and start taking the samples he's also there scraping wood panels and drilling Shit. It's One great. of the best
1: parts about when you, when you, when you, in that scene is they enter the, enter the room and do the Charlie's Angels
0: pose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, okay. well, I love that. The next, then his next line is that they bust down the door, pull the Charlie's Angels. Goes, all right, my angels, clear the house. <laughs> so it's really clear. <laughs> it's, it's great. Uh,
2: Spaghetti bolognese. Be careful, the plate might be hot. All, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs>
0: all these little details yeah. about the room but is like. like Loudroom clear TV's on oh, <laughs> Spaghetti Watch out The plate might be hard. This yeah. is just- I'm as sure good. He's went this way As that's an anaconda <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyway But a, a, as What you're going like What it's going for Is the Tommy Lee Jones Light imp- yeah, comedy yeah. Impersonation And it's fucking Nailed I think it could have been Done a bit harder I think yeah. it was a bit Soft in points And they could have Just pushed it mm. Pushed it even further but I don't think it would have actually taken away from Leslie Nielsen. But right. it's a Leslie Nielsen film. Yeah. This guy's playing second field to it. But I still kind of wish they had have just... Pushed could, a little bit hard. Because up. Tommy Lee Jones in those couple of movies, as you've already seen, has a, they take a, a fair bit of piss out <laughs> of him because there's a lot to take the piss out of in those couple of films. But yeah, I think they could have done a bit more. But he's acting on it yeah, was it. quite brilliant. I think only really worthwhile mention and probably two other people that's melinda mccora's Cass lake she
0: again everyone in this really is just a vehicle for leslie Nielsen to to bounce off Um, and she's she's a love interest at some points potential enemy he's not quite sure sure. of all the details because it is a it's based on a mystery so he's trying to Mm. figure out all these plot points and their their romance and how they interact with one another is is great she plays basically a wet blanket
1: to his foils and mm.
0: follies and, and
1: comedy really yeah. like um she's usually well, the one who gets injured from from them because he's constantly with these movies and and like Naked Gun he's constantly injuring people even yeah. around him Slap by his actions um,
2: even say, even says at one point if you're around me you'll get her to her immediately tripping over
1: behind I him know. as he says it yeah, yeah. exactly right yeah. But, but she was actually quite good I, I mm. haven't really seen her in much but as, as a bouncing board for him she was that. Dim-witted enough person mm. to have there with you. Yeah,
0: she, she, to sit there and limit the role to a particular look, she looked the part, but she also had timing herself enough yeah. to be able to bounce the ping pong ball back. Yeah, and, well, and be like, here's, here's a funny, here's my setup. Leslie Nielsen jumped in for a spike. She throws
1: yeah. a gun off a cliff to get yeah. rid of the evidence and it lands in water and she's standing and next to, you know, this wave just goes splash. Just the splash from the gun back and, yeah. and just the, spits the water out and carries on. Just, yeah. after,
2: just after a slight pause, it's just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the water spins yeah. back out Love it. Um, and Aaron Pearl As Sean uh, Laffrey uh, Is the menacing One armed One eyed One legged Man with
0: The assassin He was
1: For his little parts yeah. He
0: played it And again well. He he had the look down As being like I'm the I'm the gruff Mean ooh, I'm the killer I'm the hitman But still at the same time This is a comedy film So stupid shit's gonna happen mm. I'm gonna have A prosthetic leg gun <laughs> And the silencer Is a hush puppy <laughs> And I'm gonna have my little freaking crosshair, which I'm going to screw on to the end of it, which is a big toe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For reason.
0: And just the look on his face when his
1: arm and leg comes off and he quickly yeah. puts them all back on and realises he puts his leg on his arm yeah. and his arm on his leg. Looks and tone? Not much to say on the looks thing. There's a few and little special effects. Everything that they use looked a bit dated, but that's
0: sort but of... But also, that's some of the charm. That is. Like, the, the visual effects of the... Because it's a ridiculous scene when is it the um it's the transport bus when it's yeah, going it's down the cliff. The jump. It, and he jumps out of the road no no uh, I'm thinking when it's going down is it going down a cliff Yeah, like making the pinball machine noises bouncing around a bit ridiculously it looks cartoony and crap but that's <laughs> part of the joke
2: it's like if it was a hyper realistic bus bouncing yeah. down a cliff making pinball noises it, would, it, it would wouldn't work yeah. and
0: there's a few times where there's like leslie nielsen badly cgi'd in as a salmon going upstream uh,
1: <laughs> also when he when he's he, you know the, the bus crash and he chucks everyone out yeah. and he's trying to get out and he's running and he realises he's actually running a tyre so he around in circles mm-hmm. and then as the train hits it he jumps but he doesn't just
0: jumper. jump he jumps like 30 foot on the, yeah. in the air on a diagonal yeah, yeah, yeah. to get out no, of the no. road. <laughs> that was a physical effect though yeah I don't. I think that was absolutely brilliant that was so ridiculous like yeah he needs to jump out from there so how would he get out yeah we'll just put a guy on a line yeah. from <laughs> the middle of the bus <laughs> and then they get oh, and they getting chased by the train Oh, that and is I one of the oh, best I, scenes I don't, don't mean getting chased about. by a train like he's stuck on the tracks trying to get away or something the train goes off the tracks. Yeah, it, goes. It hits, the trees. it hits the bus. He's like, "Whoo!" It spotlight flicks to him, and then goes. <laughs> and then it comes off the track and starts chasing him. One, the woods. Of, one of the best
1: parts of that, he's hiding behind a rock, and and it's gone. And then it peeks out behind a <laughs> tree yeah. and then it starts making its way yeah. after
0: him. Like, <laughs> Boom! <"Bub, bub!" laughs>
1: like, ah! Love it. Oh. Uh, again, like the looks are great, but it doesn't
2: diminish. No, not at all. Like. Yeah. Like for the salmon thing, for example, if you tried to make it look
0: good, it would take away
2: yeah, from it. Because you're not looking so, at that it's going... It's so ridiculous in yeah, itself, exactly. so yeah, exactly. there's no point yeah, making it look exactly. good, so it would take away from it's, it if it looked any better. Exactly. exactly.
0: And yeah, in terms of just like generally how it was shot, everything was framed great for setting up jokes, and especially mm-hmm. visual jokes. Like they'd set things up and like, oh yeah, cool, that's just a pretty standard shot. But then you'd be like, wait a minute, and something will happen in the background, or someone will pull something in the frame, or everything's shot with a reason yeah. yeah and it's it's done very very well shot when regard. they walk into the
2: hospital there's a thing at the, at the, just behind them that says sperm bank after hours I don't know deliveries or something and it just has a shoot for the sperm
1: <laughs> bank <laughs> <laughs> you even the Lindsay are us sign it was like boys <laughs> are us that was brilliant um The the, mimicking scenes, like the Mission Impossible scene, Titanic scene, which is is stupid, but it's done well. Like all the little scenes that they do mimic, they did in such a way that you didn't have to think. Like the Mission Impossible one, you You knew knew exactly what movie this was from, you know? And, And instead of like actually like Going down with some sort of specialized equipment, he just slips and falls, and the Through cables the that were in the wa- in the roof catch him, yeah. and then he d- goes so about he his business, catching his keys and
2: his yoga which he then does walk the dog and yeah. the cradle yeah. and everything. And
1: then he catches his uh his little fart thing yeah. as well. And <laughs> that, that's a little that's an ode to him himself because apparently it's his favorite joke. Yeah, he, 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 a, he carries he, a fucking whoopee cushion yeah. fart thing everywhere he went, and he used to just stand
0: in elevators and go, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was from him uh, in a featurette or a, like during a, a director's commentary sort of thing where he was t- telling a story once where he's like, yeah, and no, then no, they brought out the digital ones and he was he had one of those in his pocket and he was doing an interview and was just pushing it constantly, hoping that someone would mention it. But they all they they all admitted later it was like, oh, we just thought he was old and in contact. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, brruh, brruh, brruh. <laughs> anyway, as I was doing, I was in the Caribbean. Bruh. And no one would mention that he's like, damn, is this thing not working? <laughs> Everyone we just was like, that Leslie Nielsen, oh, he should put probably be in a diaper by now. <laughs> he, he thought he was well, funnier. On his,
1: uh, his epitaph on his um, yeah. on his gravestone is let a rip. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> that's <laughs> what. <laughs> <laughs> like what you said, anyone who can't find that train scene chase scene funny, uh, you don't have a soul. Yeah, um, you have no inner child, basically well, no, to no. the core, pretty much. Yeah, mm.
0: congratulations for being born a. Uh, 80 year old italian woman <laughs> <laughs> again the tone the absurdity of
1: it all is probably the strongest point it's the small absurdist details that that make me so happy that yes. this film exists yeah, the parking lines for the boat oh, so.
2: as he leaves the boat as well yeah or?
1: exactly right um the car alarm system that's in his car that he turns off basically basically a bear trap and it says um step away from the car step away from a car you poke the bear trap at shut and then it says get into the car get into the car and And he gets in the car and and it's it's just gone it's gone it's it's
2: disappeared or when he goes to to the house and there's the big lock key where you'd have the house he opens it up and there's there's a a rock rock inside (laughs) which he then smashes
0: the window with to (laughs) get inside Um. I like also when he gets into the car, he finds the love letter telling him to come to the, basically yours in adultery. Yeah, and then there's a picture, there's a picture, a framed picture of the lady. It's like yours in adultery, Lauren. It's he like, drives
1: yeah. off that parking spot and there's a picture of a violin, like yeah. a wheelchair symbol. I love that as well. So yeah. These uh, fine, every little single scene details has a joke in it. And you might be thinking we've ruined
2: so much of the movie, but barrier. this is just this is skimming just the a surface. Morsel. Like it is yeah. literally
1: just gag, 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 gag. But you don't get tired of it. You're like, what right. are you going to serve me up next? What are you going to yeah. serve me up next? So brilliant. Any more to say on tone? Uh, I will say
0: absolutely. It's gag, 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 gag. It's like yeah. a Sasha Grey film. Uh, moving on.
1: Overall, overall, there's just so much to find funny. Oh yeah.
0: Thoroughly enjoyed it myself. Uh, yeah. Every scene, like, there's comedy, there's been action comedies and that kind of thing where it's like, okay, there's, it's a film genre with a heavy dose of comedy element. Mm. This is just a flat comedy. Yeah, it's comedy spoof. Yes, there's reference to things, but there's just so much. It's, it's comedy dense. Mm. Yeah. It's like a comedy brownie. But it's <laughs>
1: almost in that sense that's what makes it good. Yeah. Is because you're literally sitting there going, on the lookout earth. for things Does that they are, are, are uh, mimicking. Yeah. What's I found myself pausing,
2: pausing it a couple of times just so I could read stuff around. Like yeah. when he's looking uh, looking for clues in a scrapbook. Yeah, it's like, it's the like newspaper articles. articles <laughs> newspaper articles. And it's like, this is not the article you're looking for. So I paused it and read through the article and it goes on a long <laughs> <spiel of that. laughs> yeah. It's further down the page. Stop reading this yeah. article. Yeah. This if you're reading right this, one. you're an yeah. idiot. Because <laughs> yeah. it's further down the page. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or, or there's another one that's like, uh, when it's like a reference to the, the, the love interest, it's like so and so, it's like, yes, it turns out so and so had a younger brother, blah, 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 blah. But and then it's literally the it's like, blah, 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 blah. But seriously, you should probably keep reading this more information further down the page. <laughs> yeah. it's like, Even going into the fact that she's like,
1: so you're my mother? Is like,
0: no, uh, I'm your mother's your twin sister, sister born 10 years later, but still she, identical. But she was a hermaphrodite. I, I had like, cock envy or something. <laughs> I also, like, but I what? killed her. Why? Cock envy. <laughs> It's like your mother it was wait my mother was also my father sort <laughs> of <laughs> you're like
1: okay that yeah, right full of bad puns full of gags it, yeah. you know you cringe at them but it's okay to cringe at them hmm. in this movie it's meant to be that I'm not saying every spoof movie is good no but it's very hard for a spoof movie to be really bad like yeah. a spoof movie is a spoof movie. I, I I, I'm not saying it's I'm yeah. not saying there's no bad ones mm. It's just a lot harder for a spoof movie yeah. for you to go, oh, that was really bad. Yeah. Because it's a spoof movie, it sort of gives itself a, yeah. a, a bit of room hey, to you get you're coming in here, to- I'm
0: going to be ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not here to be high cinema. Uh, I've
1: seen bad ones, but... Even with the ones that you go, oh, it wasn't great. Still like, you still usually have a lot. Scary
0: laugh. movie four and five, and yeah. you'll, have, Nine, you'll find something the out of it. Movies, yeah. yeah, team, yeah, those are pretty. Yeah, amazing. some some of those are like there's a one or two laughs in them, and you're like, oh, okay, well, fair enough. It's just trying to be stupid. And That's better
1: than just staring at like you do a shot. Sc- a Scott Shaw
0: film going, <laughs> but what, what, Scott Shaw. What? The enjoyment from Scott Shaw films, is though, boobs, isn't boobs? It's sitting on a couch with mates and going. How we could do better. <laughs> My God, why? Where, whereas something like this was, Hey, we're going to make fun of these things, but we're also going to make sure that it's a good film well, as yes. well. And that's, I think at the, in the current climate, rare for a spoof film. Yeah. Spoof films these days tend to be. All right, let's capitalize on the current hot topic. Let, let's tick these boxes. What's currently big in the market? Or oh, Harry Potter and this and that. I'm, I'm probably what they ge- what too they late, generally but-
1: don't do though. These these newer movies is they don't have the deadpan character. True, they react to the, what is happening around them. Where Leslie Nielsen doesn't usually mm. react to what's happening around him. And that was what so was so great about the couple of like. I'm not saying they're the, the best movies the, in the scary movie. Mm. They, they're not. Mm. But what made them good was Anna Faris has that similar quality. Yeah. To be absolutely deadpan to what was going on around her, yeah. and that's a Leslie Nielsen trait. Yeah, that
0: yeah. You know, Actually, yeah, you're really right. That is yeah. what
1: made it so funny because she didn't react to a lot of stuff. She was like, because
2: <laughs> huh? it really highlights the absurdity of the situation exactly area, right. which makes it extra funny. But
1: if you if you if you react, it's like uh, that's like usually people yeah you wouldn't react like that in a yeah. situation that's not as funny mm-hmm. where deadpan is just like he didn't react at all
0: yeah to- he, he's playing a harrison ford in this world the it world harrison. happens to be ridiculous but he's still it's harrison. Kind, of like, kind of like the movie being conscious
2: of that it is a comedy rather than it just being a comedy yeah which kind of feels like it takes away from the mood and the delivery
1: of stuff. It, right, sure. and, and because with the exception of like one scene there's no um continuity in it, mm. it you don't have to drag a gag along for the entire yeah. film and it becomes like something sitting in the corner like yeah. haunting you where yeah. like like I've said this thing is there then it's gone you didn't have to think about the car parking spot or the fucking car, car alarm yeah. like you laughed at it and you yeah. can remember it well, afterwards it, but it, it, it didn't affect the movie because it was there yeah. and gone yeah. and it was literally gone it was yeah. no longer on the steering wheel
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like in, in this like yeah what, what would in terms of continuity the jokes are in the continuity, the story is con- continue It has a has a the plot has a continuity, but the jokes are scene by scene. Yeah, usually it's there. The joke is made. We all have a good laugh. Next scene, the jokes are wiped clean. The plot continues, and that's just a new. This new scene is a new frame, a new base for some more jokes, Giants. whatever they may be.
2: They kind of, kind of throw in skits as well. Yeah. Like the, the plot will kind of take a pause, and then there'll be just a giant hospital parody yeah where they've had a suddenly a big rush of patients and now he's just going from patient to patient giving them ridiculous diagnosis. diagnosis because
0: he's not a doctor it's like it's, it's playing with the classic trope of just putting on a lab coat and being able to walk through a hospital and he's yeah. he, and like
1: he's actually put on a lab coat that's like a butcher's lab coat yeah. <laughs> and so it's white but
0: they keep talking and on the back it says like meet her yeah. or something like that or fred's meat yeah yeah Launcher's meat curl or something yeah so it's like to uh, Budget Cuts, you're the only doctor here. And but before that, the hero of the intercom. There's been a tornado and a volcano has erupted and all these horrible things occur. And he's the only one in a lab coat there. So he has to deal with all of it. It's great.
1: Brilliant. As far as recommending, yes. Do it. Watch it. No, watch yeah, watch it. it. Absolutely. Definitely. Get on it. Anything else
0: we want to say before we... Um, Leslie Nielsen is a treasure of a human being. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen anything that he's done poorly. There is one or two that I haven't seen that I want to watch, which were really not well received, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, uh, such as 2001 A Space Travesty. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. But even that, I still, I think, it, uh, I still if, think I'd
1: find it funny enough yeah. to go, I don't care.
0: Yeah, but I, yeah. as well, I think that was, uh, in that particular instance, it was less a Leslie Nielsen. Like, where Airplane isn't a Leslie <laughs> Nielsen film, he just happens to be in it. I think they try to build it as a Leslie Nielsen film where and he just happens, happens to be, be in, in it. it. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. I'd like to see some of the films he did before he got into comedy because he was actually yeah. a serious actor for, yeah. for years. Well, he, he was in the the, uh, the Fugitive TV show. show yeah, it was in, like, oh, he was doing like, comedy. It's like, no, no, no. He was just, he was a detective. Like, yeah, he was and he was like,
1: actor. in a lot of, there was one really big one. It's a sci-fi film. Apparently, yeah. it's like one of the, be- the, I know it when I see it, but yeah. I can't remember the top of my head. The giant Claw? Um, no, definitely not Giant Claw. He's done a whole heap of, his yeah. back catalogue of science fiction and serious films mm. is massive i haven't seen one of them mm. apparently he's actually quite decent in them which I, I, I i'm astounded that i haven't seen one of them because yeah. he's actually so good but his niche is comedy and i saw a couple of like quotes and they said oh you know did you end up finding yourself being a serious actor in a comedy film he said no, no no i was always miscast before i was a comedic actor in a serious film yeah i always wanted to try my hand at comedy and i just didn't do it till later in my career awesome yeah but thank god he did yeah absolutely thus end us the podcast or anything else to say Send us the podcast no mm-hmm. no uh, yeah. I will
0: just say that's played the better get that's on it that's what I'll get end it with disagree it. next week
1: who's picked this week it is Mike's oh
2: And my movie is...
0: don't know about their timeline, but in our timeline, next week's pick is Dark Angel, also known as I Come In Peace, an action-crime horror film from 1990. It stars Dolph Lundgren and Brian Benben, who are Detective Jack Kane and Special Agent Arwood Larry Smith, one a streetwise renegade cop, the other a straight-lace FBI agent. I'll let you guess who plays who. Despite the cliché character pairing, the film goes beyond the expected formula of good guys versus drug cartel in a dirty city, and adds a good dash of the exact same thing, but also from outer space. Catch you next week.